you are crushing it. Yes, you. Often we can get overwhelmed and fatigued and forget just exactly how we are crushing it. Stay tuned and I'll show you exactly how I know you're making more progress than your peers. Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. So one of my core values is balance. We can't very well have a meeting with our team that is militant and boring, but we also can't have one that's kind of in the style of animal house either. We have to have some balance there. Yes, we have to spend a lot of time improving, which we focus on a lot on this podcast. 90 plus percent of the episodes are talking about how we learn skills we didn't have and how we get better at things that that are about building a business and not about our trade or our craft. We spend a lot of time on that. And we must also spend time appreciating, which we don't do as much here. Now, that doesn't mean it's not important. Frankly, I assume you get that somewhere else. This is something I do think is important. And there's people who are much better suited to lead that conversation than me. That is not my strength. However, it doesn't mean we shouldn't ever acknowledge it. I hope you're getting that that input and that that perspective from someone, again, who's who's probably better at having that conversation than me. But we also need to... Even here, where we're spending a lot of time learning skills, like one of the skills we need to learn is balance. And one of the things we need to get good at is is balancing, not giving ourselves too much of a pass and not holding ourselves accountable, but also not just always dwelling on the things we aren't good at or the things we don't yet know. That would not be healthy either. So what prompted this is I was scrolling through Twitter and I came across this video of Mel Blank who is the voice of Bugs Bunny, or was the voice of Bugs Bunny. It's a video of Mel Blanc on Johnny Carson, uh, of which I'm a huge fan of both those, both Bugs Bunny and Johnny Carson. Huge fan of both of those. Uh, But Mel Blanc was talking about how he broke into the voiceover business. And the quick story is, he was not anybody who was known. He did some voices, but nobody, nobody knew who he was. He wasn't doing voices for anybody in any kind of prominent production. And he was as he asked this guy every two weeks for a year and a half, can I have an audition? And every time for a year and a half, the guy would tell him, we don't need any more talent. We're good. Thanks. But he asked every two weeks for a year and a half until it turns out the guy died. <laughs> and so Mel Blank had a, a reason that a, a person, to, a different person to ask who eventually gave him a different answer and said, yeah, can you do? I think he said that, like, can you do a voice of a drunk bull <laughs> on some cartoon? And so that was how he got in. He did the, he did a good job on the drunk bull cartoon. And then they said, can you also do this other whatever? And then they asked him, can you do Bugs Bunny? And it reminded me of what nearly every success story includes, including my own, which is, you know, endurance. It's stick 
Uh, I've heard different versions of it. I heard one time, which I think is, is as true today as it was when he said it probably back in the thirties or forties. And I can't even remember who it might've been Dale Car- Carnegie. It was somebody like that. That said 80% of success is just showing up. And I remember that in the, in the times where we were building our business, which again was through a nasty recession. It's when we, when we chose to, to go about building our business. And I, and I did become, I did come to learn that, that 80% of it is just showing up, just being there and doing things that other people aren't willing to do. So while building our business, I literally went door to door three days a week ish for about two years ish selling our services. And, you know, we, we focused on commercials. So, you know, every restaurant, every hotel, every motel, every hospital, every barbershop, every apartment complex, whatever for, for a couple of years at, you know, on average three days a week, I would, I would drive to the city. I'd park my car and pay for an all day parking. And I would literally get out of my car with my pamphlets and business cards. And I would walk and go introduce myself and tell people what I thought we could offer that they weren't getting from brand X. And I'm definitely not the best salesman out there. Like you, you can tell by listening to me, there's, there's people who are a lot better at sales than me. But the reps taught me what I needed to know to be successful. The reps led me down the path. It was eventually I found a path because of those reps. It was way more efficient than going door to door. It helped us learn who we were uh, and, and who we were great at serving and thus who our ideal client was, which we then dominated, by the way. Like we crushed it. Once we figured out who our ideal client was, we figured out an efficient way to talk to those people rather than going door to door. We crushed it. But I wouldn't have learned that without the door-to-door part. And it got me comfortable speaking directly to the needs of our client instead of the needs of our company, which is, I think, a, a thing that many people, when they're starting the business out, that's a skill we have to learn because we're oftentimes a little, I'll say desperate might be too harsh of a word, but we, we, there's some urgency to need to make some money in many cases. And we can default to I need this to happen because of, uh, you know, I got to make payroll or I got to do whatever. I got to pay my bills or whatever. And quite frankly, the customers or potential customers that they don't care about that. That's not, that's not what keeps them up at night. I promise. So it got me good at, at speaking to their needs and I identified their needs because I had hundreds, maybe thousands of conversations with, with potential customers. And I heard what they said. And none of the things they said sounded like, I hope you make payroll. So I got really good at identifying what their needs were and speaking to those needs. I got hundreds or thousands of reps. I developed key relationships that lasted well past the sale of my company. So in my opinion, the reps are kind of the success story, not the outcomes. Now the outcomes are great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying the outcomes aren't important. And you've, you've heard me talk on here and if you know, people I work with one-on-one or in the on groups I, I help run or I run, we start with the outcome in mind always. We always start with the end in mind. Always, always, always. But the success story, in my opinion, is the reps. The outcomes are predictable. They're a predictable result of the reps, the daily actions, the things we do that are not fun and, you know, the things that are just boring or monotonous or we don't see instant gratification or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Everything I talk about here, every single thing I talk about in this podcast is something I sucked at when I first started. There's no, there's absolutely zero exceptions to that. Managing people, you've heard me talk about that. I was absolutely the worst. And now I would argue that's my greatest strength. I wrote a whole book about it. If you're watching on video, you can see the book over my shoulder. 
I wrote a book about all the things I learned from great mentors and a couple of things I developed on my own after 20 something years of reps of having conversations that were not always fun with employees, right? So I was terrible at that processes and procedures. I had no clue anything about processes and procedures. I spent a year of my career writing procedures. I got the reps. Financials, I please <laughs> didn't understand financials. There's no way. I mean, I, I understood you had to, you made profit because you, you, you spent less than you made. That was the gist of my understanding. I didn't know what a gross margin was or why I should pay attention to that. I didn't know what overhead expenses were versus cost of goods sold. And I didn't, I didn't understand any of that stuff. I only, you know, I only got this ability and this knowledge by putting in the reps. The only thing I did to get here is put in the reps. That's it. Which is how I know you're crushing it, by the way. And it doesn't matter if it's Michael Jordan's story or some random woman who owns an accounting firm in North Carolina or some guy who owns an electrical outfit in Australia. Doing the work, despite all the reasons not to, is how you crush it. And you are here. You're listening right this moment. You're putting in the reps. There are a lot more fun and interesting topics you can be investing your time with today. But you're spending this 15 minutes listening to this topic about people, processes, or profitability, the things that are not exciting, the things you don't probably know as well as you would like to. You're investing your time here. And this is what's going to help you be successful. The reps lead to mastery, and mastery leads to success. That's just how it goes. You know, again, Michael Jordan's story is one of the most famous. Like, he was terrible, and he got cut from his sophomore team or freshman team or junior high team, whatever it was, freshman team, I think. He got cut. He spent the next summer doing, like, a hundred thousand shots in in at the park or in his backyard or whatever it was. Like he put in the reps, learning the skills he didn't have. That's it. There's tons of examples. You know, when I when I launched um, my sec, this is my second podcast I've done. I have I've done three. I, I have another one I started after this one that's not about business, and it's called Unsilent. By the way, if you want to check it out, it has nothing to do with business. I won't even get into that. The first podcast I did, I didn't learn about this. The first version I did, I interviewed business owners, small business owners, and I just asked, you know, people who had success that I knew, what'd you do well and what'd you not do well? I didn't know the first thing about podcasting. I didn't know the first thing about recording. I didn't know the first thing about any of this stuff, right? So, but I did that for a year and a half-ish or whatever it was. And then I, I took some time off and I launched this one. Well, my point is when I launched this one, I learned a couple of things. One of the things I learned was there's something like, 3 million podcasts, not podcast episodes, podcasts. There's like 3 million of them out there. Now, literally, of all the podcasts at launch, 99% do not make it to episode 21. Episode 21, 99% stop after episode 20 or never get to episode 20. It's a crazy number. It, I might. I think the way the math works out is something like, 90% don't get past episode three. And of those 90% don't get past episode 20 or something like that. It, it's a, I don't, I probably have the numbers wrong. It's a crazy statistic though. And they're not, and they don't stop. They don't make it past episode or they don't not make it past episode 20 because they're, they're bad necessarily or not interesting topics. They're just, people just quit. It, they're not able to be consistent. They, they say they're going to do the thing and then they don't do the thing. Listen, continuing on is hard, especially in business. There's so many things you have to learn. You, 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 you know, you likely spent a number of years learning the craft or trade 
that you that you make money with, and then you kind of reset and start all over again, and you have to learn a whole new set of skills to build a business that that at least with the craft of trade, you can see like you're you learn how to do the thing and you see like the next time you do the thing, it's easier and you, you apply this knowledge. It's different when you're building a business. You you don't see the benefits for for weeks, months, or years. You know, you you learn a skill here that you may not apply for a long time when you're dealing with an employee issue or, or writing a procedure or understanding financials. Like it's not like a if then input like it is when you're learning your craft or trade. Hey, I learned how to solder, so now I know how to solder. And I'm going to solder now because I learned how to solder. It's not that way with these kinds of things. It's, it, it takes a different level of stick-to-itiveness because there's not the instant gratification. And we aren't good at the things when we start. And it's uncomfortable. And we're, we're putting ourselves in situations where we look vulnerable to our team and the people we need to lead the people we want to show that we're the, the most competent to are the ones we have to show that we're vulnerable because we don't know the thing. That's, that's hard. It's hard to stick to that. And meanwhile, there's plenty of naysayers to tell us that we suck at things or that we're dumb for chasing our dreams or that we're wasting our time. I, I can't, you know, I didn't have a lot of this, I don't think, but there was a, I've, I've experienced a fair amount, even with the, with podcasting. There's been a, there's been a number of folks who would say things like, yeah, I checked it out. Eh, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> like, well, let's, I did seven episodes, dude. Like, you can't, you can't criticize. Uh, what is the saying? You can't criticize the seed for not yet being a flower or something like that. Um, and again, I've been luckier than most, probably. I don't, I don't get a ton of that kind of criticism. But I do. There were, there were some comments where I was like, really, you're. <laughs> this is how you're going to assess what the, what I'm supposed to my abilities based on episode seven. Like, maybe, maybe wait until I've got, I don't know, ten. Before you kind of criticize. Anyhow, my point is there's all kinds of reasons to give up. And yet here you are. So take a break from the worry and the frustration and the fear and the exhaustion. Just to acknowledge yourself. You're doing what others won't. No matter what, you need to acknowledge that from time to time. And continuing on, facing the things that are hard, does not guarantee success. We all know that. But quitting does guarantee failure. So cheers to you. We know it's New Year's. I'm going to say cheers to you for continuing on. Instead of doing what your friends are doing, your future self will appreciate you. Around around New Year's, we get wrapped up in goals and expectations and improvements we want to make. And yeah, I did this, but I really want to do that next year. And this year is the year I'm going to do this and that, that I've, you know, whatever. And I hope you take a moment also here at this time to reflect on how much you've done. You've done things that other people are not willing to do. If you just showed up, you're ahead of 80% of them. If you did episode 21, whatever your version of episode 21 is, you're ahead of 90 plus percent of them. And how you're, how, you know, and how you're putting in the reps, you know, or how you're putting in the reps and the consistency you're putting in the reps, this is what's going to make you successful. So acknowledge yourself for putting in the reps. Take a moment here at this time to reflect on how much you've done and how you're putting in the refs to be successful. So congratulations to you. You're doing it. I know you're crushing it because you're here. That's it. You're doing things other folks wouldn't, wouldn't do. Other folks are listening to podcasts about baseball and murder mysteries and whatever. You're listening to, to a podcast to help you learn boring things to, to grow a business. And so I say to that, congratulations. You're doing the reps. Nobody else is going to be able to, to, you won't be able to share this with anybody else. This is just between me and you because nobody else is going to care and nobody else is going to understand what we're talking about. 
but I, I know you're crushing it and I hope you take a moment to, re- to recognize that you're crushing it as well. So anyhow, if you find the information I share helpful, please share this podcast with a friend or colleague you think could benefit. Of course, public sharing is good too. You can always send out there on Facebook or Twitter or, or uh, comment on YouTube or, or rumble wherever you, wherever you take this in comments, likes, shares, all that stuff is appreciated. It's Brian against the algorithm. That's how this works. So anyhow, happy new year to you. I can't wait to hear how you're crushing it and and we'll continue to crush it. And uh, that's it for this week. And I'll talk to you all next week.